Hey, welcome to the Misfits for Jesus Radio Ministry. Well, you know, this is interesting because we're kind of actually doing a remote broadcast, guys. I like it. We're actually at the new church facility. Yeah. And I would, you know, I'm kind of excited about this show, but I'd like to, if you don't mind, I've been doing this kind of a routine, you know, like a professional baseball player has a routine and they do the same thing all the time to make sure that they're consistent. I'm going to go ahead and just just uh, massage my vocal pipes. If you don't don't mind. Here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> What you think, guys? You sound like Tarzan. <laughs> a little bit like Tarzan. Yeah. So uh, yeah, stuff, how are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing, doing all right. It's yeah. kind of crazy for. A- guys, have a good Easter. It was a great Easter. How about service last? Yeah, it was good. Last night was good too. Yeah. But last the drive-in deal. Yeah, that was really cool. Got a lot of good compliments on that. Technology actually worked too. And it didn't. How about that? Yeah, it didn't have. We hardly had any kinks except for the microphone being on the phone. Phone would. Shut down a little bit, but that's okay. It was cool. Wasn't For the first time, it was really cool. Yeah, yep. and yep. I think we fixed that. Is that the first time you ever worshipped on the bus? That's the first time I've ever been on the bus. No. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, You've never wow. been on the bus? Not that I'm aware of, that okay. I remember being on. Ah, uh, we're going to have many times on that bus, Barry. Yeah. Yes. Many times. Yes. I'm feeling, here's here's what I'm thinking about this whole hey. Corona COVID pri- <laughs> crisis. <laughs> the good coming out of it, I'm seeing the church for the, uh, their hand is being forced to become creative, mm-hmm. right. you know, because yep. you hear yeah. all kinds of cool things, prayer on the porch, people are doing, of course, we're doing, you know, Facebook stuff. But how about this space? Are, aren't Rob and Alpha and, and doing an amazing Robbie job? Van and Robbie. Electric. So okay. here, here, it's like the three Migos, the two Robbies and the, and the one Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Is it my brother Robbie and my other brother Robbie? <laughs> Lang Insurance is your local, trusted, independent insurance agency for 40 years and Steve Lang says, I dare you to compare your current home and auto insurance policy to our top 10 insurance companies. Most of the time, we will save you money, sometimes thousands. Either way, you will know that you have the best policy at the best price. Lang Insurance, someone local you can trust for a free no-obligation insurance quote on home, auto, business, life, and health. Call 636 239-7000, 239-7000, or go to langinsurance.com 24-7. Dare to compare Lang Insurance. No, but it has been good to see the, the church stepping up. And if anybody's listening, it hasn't stepped up. There's plenty to do stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know? We're not. Now we have to organize. We're not out of the woods yet. we got Ooh. a long way to go still. So what do you think at opening night? Guys, any idea? I think middle, middle of May, May second. If one of you heard that letters, Trump is going to yeah. open up, he I've heard he wants to do it sooner rather than later, okay. and I think that Governor Parsons is also on his side about that. But remember also too that uh, Missouri was one of the last ones to go into quarantine. Okay. So or or <clears throat> stay at home, safe at right, home, whatever. Right. right. Well, we'll see. There's still a few weeks away, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's April fifteenth, so. Well, the good news is our That's tax day got pushed. The um, uh, May 15th. So yeah. We were thinking how cool it would be to be open by then. Yeah. We do the gala on Friday and have our service here Saturday. That would be cool. 
Whoa, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Like opening night, May 16th, right after the I mean, the if they make us wait that long. I don't want to wait that long, but if they did. Wouldn't that be great, though? It would be good, though. Well, you know what? We could do what other stores do and be open but have the official grand opening. Right. Yeah, we Didn't we too. do that the other place? Do yeah, we have a hard so. opening and a soft opening yeah, kind I think of so. thing? Well, the first strip mall? That's when we <laughs> no back at the <laughs> no, back at two hundred one. No, we, we, were, we no, we couldn't. We could our official. No, it was May March fourth. I think that was our official oh, official for the church the, building. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're going to be here. What is this one? Okay, hold on. One thousand Warrington. One thousand uh, Warrington Shops Suite twenty nine. So we're going to be at this one thousand Warrington Shops for at least six years. Right. You yeah. know. Right. So it's a good place to grow. We got plenty of space. You know, we're not a huge church. I mean, uh, Suite twenty nine. Yes. So eventually, uh, we'll be here doing service here on Saturday night, 6 o'clock, guys. Yeah. And, of course, we have all of our recovery groups. Hey, what was that thing you put on Facebook that was really a funny quote? I've about- always been, oh, I've always been to black sheep. But I found the rest of the herd when I started going to, to meetings. That's good. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That is good. <laughs> so we've been getting a lot of traffic, a lot of interest, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of people driving by going, what's going on in there? Because, you know, we're just adding a couple partition walls and – Painting and things like that. Yeah. Nothing major. Right. Uh, we built a little stage, which is kind of cool. But just come along, guys. Yeah. Yep. Got our internet installed. Woo-hoo! Wednesday. Yeah. Internet. Yeah. Wow. And we got gigantic yeah. RAMs. 400 on. gigabytes. <laughs> no. She said megabytes. that's really good, Barry. 400 yeah. megabytes. That's pretty fast. 400. I thought you said gigabytes earlier, and I'm thinking, wait a no, minute. No, megabytes. Megabytes. And that's good. Yes. Okay. Because at my old house in Troy, I had 1.5. We drove by the old house in Troy. Did you? Yesterday or the day before. Yesterday. Yep. It's not looking as good as when you were there. It's a little tired than well. it was before. <laughs> the, oh, the one on Capel Gray. Yeah. 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 So speaking of new things, uh been using Facebook a lot. Mm-hmm. Doing your brown bag lunch every day. Yeah. yeah. Or five days a week. Right. So that's been kind of fun. You know, it's interesting because right off right off when we couldn't meet anymore, I think a lot of people were like, we don't know what to do. And then it just took a suggestion. I think you and Christina were the ones that saying, hey, people need to know. Hear. People need to hear from you. They just wanted to hear. So we started this thing called, we just actually it wasn't called anything right off the bat. Right. It was just, let's just talk to the church and say, hey, Stan Pat and continue to this and that. Next thing you know, it, it's kind of uh, – now it's a little segment we do, about 15 minutes every day around 12, 15. And it's called Brown Bag and a Lunch. And now we're, we're popping brown up. Brown Bag and a Van. Yeah, that's what it is. Brown Bag and a Van. And I don't even have a brown we bag. We don't have a brown bag. We have cooler, <laughs> you little bring cooler some lunch coolers. Yeah. No, I got my, I got my uh, Chicago Blackhawk uh, thing, but I've got a big X drawn through. Oh, that's right. I yeah. did see that. But it's been kind of fun, too. It's been fun. And I think it's been encouraging. I think it's one more example of the church getting creative and, uh, you know, sharing our stories, sharing our testimonies. And, uh, you know, Facebook's a great place to share testimonies. Right. And I'm starting hearing all kinds of testimonies coming out of Ooh. this crisis beer. Yes. You know, it'd be cool. What? Is if we got somebody to call in. Right, today, right now? Right now. To do a testimony? To do a testimony. You're going to call them out right on the carpet right Let's now. do it. Holy cow. Come on. Okay, throw it out. Throw the challenge. Okay. Where it is. Tell them. We want to hear somebody. Somebody call in. Somebody call in right now. We want to hear a testimony because the scriptures say they shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's right. Call us right now. Let's see who does it. 
Hey guys, what you doing? Wow, Sully, what's Sully. going on? What do you guys? Sully's calling up at the testimony, guys. Truck driver. Truck driver. Dang. How about that? All right. Wow, okay. let's hear it. What you Which, got? Boy, do I have a testimony for you. I've always been a Christian. I grew up in a stable, two-parent home. I was the fifth of six children. And... Uh, I was always a little wild as a child. Uh, I just liked living life right out there on the ragged edge. And, uh, heck, I was stuck on stupid for many years. I just didn't know, didn't know how to act. You know, I, I would tell people that whatever came out of my mouth, and I had no filter. And, you know, I, I regret that. You know, I've hurt some people in the past, so. But I gotta say, I, I've never been to prison. I, I've never been in recovery. Uh, even though um, there was one time when I was in the service, I had got myself in trouble for the umpteenth time coming back into base drunk, and and uh, you know I was beat up, and I went to sit down next to a tree because I was tired, you know, beat up, and and uh, the MPs woke me up. Well, I start fighting, you know, because it was, you know, a natural response because I, I just had one handed to me, and so uh, I had to go sp- talk to the, you know, recovery counselor, and. Uh, he asked me if I thought I had a drinking problem, and I said, no, no, I don't think I have a problem. I said, if, if I had a problem, the only problem I'd have is I have two hands and only one mouth. Well, he didn't see the humor in that. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I've been driving these old big trucks going on 42 years now. Uh, driving up and down the highway, smiling and waving at people. Sometimes I don't use all my fingers. But uh, I was in business for myself 24 years. So I, you know, was a very successful businessman. And and January 15th of uh, 2019, I, I ran into kind of a crisis. I just... Uh, New Year's Eve, I had blown up the rear end in the truck, and, uh, you know, I was able to limp home and put the truck in the shop so I didn't have to pay for a motel, but uh, that bill was almost $7,000. And uh, I'd just come out of the house, and uh, the company I was driving for at the time, they they make you do an annual inspection four times a year, which I know doesn't make sense, but... Um, that was one of the things that, you know, they made us do. So I knew I needed an inspection, and, and uh, the mechanic crawled under the truck and, and saw that $7,000 rear end and come floating out from underneath and says, oh, uh, your truck's failed inspection. I'm like, what? My truck never fails inspection. So he says, yeah, don't worry about it. You take care of me. I'll take care of you. I'm like, uh, excuse me? So, uh, without getting into further details on that, uh, you know, because the annual 
inspection is a federal document. So, uh, well, needless to say, it caused some problems with the company I was leased to. And uh, I thought I had just thrown my whole career away with one bad decision. And uh, this was January 15, 2019. And I was distraught. I mean, tears rolling down my face, you know, unconsolable. And I hear this voice say to me, come to me. Well, I took that as the Holy Spirit saying that I needed to go to church. So I was like, okay. So I, I told the wife, you know, uh, I, I got to go to church. You know, and I, I mean, my eyes are all puffy and red. And I'm just bawling. And uh, she says, okay, here's the keys. Uh, she's part of the, you know, after school program. So we had a key to the sanctuary. So I called pastor and I told her, you know, I, I got to I gotta come to church. I got to pray. She said, well, come on. So I, I went and let myself in and went to the altar and plopped myself down on my knees there. And I'm just bawling. And I'm asking the Lord for forgiveness. And I'm asking, you know, for him to give me guidance and. And to help me with the stress that I'm under because I'm just falling apart. And it was like somebody had taken a bucket of water and just dumped it on me. And all the stress just rolled away. And I looked up and I I gave thanks to the Lord. And, uh, you know, I was still, you know, I wasn't completely unconsolable anymore. I I was starting to calm down a little bit and. But I was still crying, and I asked the Lord to give me guidance. And uh, the Holy Spirit came back to me and said, uh, come to the altar. So I did. And uh, I took that to mean that uh, Jesus Christ wanted me to read from the Bible, so I did. And it was open to Isaiah 6. Woe is me, I am ruined. I have unclean lips. And I was like, whoa, nothing like hitting me in the forehead with a two-by-four. Woe is me, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of his seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched me on the mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin has been atoned for. I was like, wow. Thank you, Jesus. You couldn't have been more obvious. I'm so blessed that you had forgiven me for my stupidity. And then later on in the scripture it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And of course I said, 
Here I am, Lord. Send me. So I feel like I had my calling at that time. And I really uh, was feeling at ease in my situation. Well, I had to call in to the boss lady the next day. And uh, she asked me, how are you doing? Because she knew I was upset the night before. And I told her, I said, well, I said, uh, I'm at peace. And there was a long pregnant pause. And she said, uh, you're at peace? I said, yes, ma'am. I, I said, I, I went to church and I prayed on it last night. And uh, the scripture I had read from said that I had been atoned for my sins. And so whatever you decide, I'm, you know, if you have to fire me, that's okay. You know, I'm at peace with it. And she said, well, I guess you are a blessed man because we're we're not going to terminate your lease today. So, uh, you know, immediately I burst into tears, you know. But this time it was happy tears. And uh, she had told me that, you know, uh, I could I could stay leased on to these people, but I I couldn't. Uh, I was suspended for a week. So. I was like, okay, well, I, I can live with that, you know, and, and we kept going. and But we kept rolling. I uh, needed to get back to work because uh, here it is the 21st of January, and I haven't worked but about three days. And I just spent thousands of $15,000 on the truck. So I'm in deep financial trouble, so I got to go trucking. You know, and so I get out there, and things didn't get any better for me. Uh, you know, I just felt like a hamster in a cage, and uh, I was drowning in a sea of debt. And so I decided, you know, I guess the Lord is trying to tell me I I need to find something else to do. I don't need to be a in business for myself anymore. Uh, I need to work for somebody else. Well, I tried a few jobs, and uh, they just didn't pay the kind of money I wanted to, or that I needed to support my family. So um, we went back to trucking, but we didn't. We didn't drive our truck. We were decided we were going to drive for somebody else, and uh, you know, I I had really gained a lot of spiritual uh, uplift from that experience and I told a, a friend of mine that I'd met at um, one of the warehouses that I'd picked up at uh, about my Isaiah 6 moment as I like to refer to it and brother Reggie said well hallelujah Dennis he said man that's a great story he said you know I'm on this uh, app, this Marco Polo app, and we got a bunch of guys that do Bible study together, and and uh, it's called Truckers for Jesus. I was like, well, that sounds pretty cool. So um, I decided to join this group because you know I was really craving the Word, and I was really craving uh, you know to learn more about the Bible, and and because I've always been a believer, but you know, now I want to be a follower. You know, I don't want to just be uh, churchy, you know, 
our God is a jealous God. He doesn't want weekend visitation. He wants full custody. So, you know, always being a tough guy, I, I'd never, uh, the word surrender was never in my vocabulary. I, you know, that, that just wasn't me. I was a fighter. Well, uh, I decided, you know, that I was going to join this group. And I was just getting ready. I was at Greensboro, North Carolina at TA Truck Stop. And I was just, I had my Bible up on a dash there. And I was just getting ready to read my daily devotional. And uh, this young man come walking up to me. And he looked kind of distraught. And uh, he was asking for money. Well, after being on the road 31 years, I've heard about every hard luck story there is, you know. And, uh. I told him, I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of broke. I said, you know, but I'll pray with you. And he said, yeah, yeah, that'll be good. So uh, I stuck my hand out the window, and we joined hands, and, and I prayed for him. And Richard was his name, I found out later. And, uh, you know, I look over, and, and I have this little thing. At, uh, I call it my tollway change. It's quarters, dimes, and nickels, you know, in a little plastic thing. And I thought, you know, it's not going to hurt me to give this man all my quarters. So I flipped him out my quarters, and I said, here you go, brother. I said, I know it isn't much, but, you know, maybe you could get you a piece of chicken or something, you know. And, and uh, you know, God bless you. So he he said thank you and went to walk away. and. I looked down, and uh, the scripture I'm about ready to read is Luke 10:25, the parable of the Good Samaritan, and I lost it. I just started bawling, and uh, I couldn't even do my Marco Polo because I was so uh, distraught. And the sun was beating in the window, and it felt like the love of Jesus Christ was just coming in the window and just burning into me. And I could feel the Holy Spirit just taking a hold of me. And it was it was like somebody just plugged me into a light socket. And all my hair, what little I have, <laughs> was standing on end. You know, and I looked down, and I got goose pimples on my arm. Or as Randy likes to say, God bumps. And uh, I was like, whoa. And about that time, Richard come walking back through, and I jumped out of the truck, and I was like, dude, dude, i got to show you something. I said, you know, I was just got about ready to read my Bible, and he said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, this is what I was going to read, and I showed him, and he lost it. And we just hugged each other, and I uh, told him, I said, you know, I said, uh, it's going to be okay, bud. You know, because Jesus Christ sent me here to help you. And, I mean, we're balling. So I, I reached into my pocket a little deeper, you know, and I thought to myself, you know, I don't care if I go hungry. I'm going to help this man today. And, uh, you know, I went, they had a little chapel there, and I went and talked to the preacher that night. And he was like, wow, that that's a great story, man. And I've told that story a couple times. But I'd seen Richard about a month later. He was uh, he was still begging, but he looked a whole lot better. He didn't look so disheveled, and he had his wife with him, and she looked like she had just come out of the beauty parlor and had her nails all done nice and her hair was done nice. And 
I thought, well, that's that's pretty good. And uh, but he wasn't begging for money this time. He was begging for me to pray with him and his wife. And I was like, wow, I've never had this happen to me before in my whole life. You know, I've always been a heathen, and uh, <laughs> you know, I. Uh, I would be the last person someone would come to me asking for prayers, and uh, but uh, so that started me on on a trip, on a journey, and uh, I had told that story. It was actually on Palm Sunday uh, at my local church, and uh, the preacher's husband come up to me and he says, "Dennis, Dennis, you need to." You need to be a lay speaker. I'm like, what are you talking about, John? I, I don't know nothing about that. He's like, yeah, uh, with the Methodists, you have to go through these courses, and they certify you to be a lay speaker, and then you can go and, and preach your word. Well, everybody's heard of WWJD. Okay, I got a new one for you. DDWDD. Don't do what Dennis did. Because I made a mess of things, boys and girls. I'm here to tell you. So, I mean, I could go I could go on for a week telling you all of the goofy stuff that I've done while I was stuck on stupid. But, you know, uh, I've, I've started my lay speaker training. I've, I've done two of the three courses, and uh, I'm going to get with the district superintendent here within the next week and find out which course I need to do. And I'm going to finish that up, get certified, and then I'm going to take this comedy show on the road. Come on. <laughs> Boys and girls, I'll tell you what. Uh, if if I could save one soul or I could get one kid to keep from walking down that road I walked down, my life would be complete. Boy, I sure appreciate y'all letting me tell my story. Hey, I gotta get back to work here, man. These people are buying up toilet paper faster than I can haul it. But uh, y'all, remember how hard these truck drivers work out here. And you know, the next time you wave, use all your fingers, because you know we're just honest, hardworking guys and gals out here, just loving life and loving the Lord. We're just eastbound and down. Heaven bound, glory bound. Kicking it up for Jesus. One mile marker at a time. One prayer at a time. And just telling everybody what Jesus Christ means in our life today. And we're not saying the man upstairs. We're not masking it. We want everybody to know that I want the love of Jesus Christ in my heart. And we're not going to settle for anything different. So... Y'all be safe and be careful. Stay away from them truck drivers, man. They're a menace to the highway. Once again, I'd like to thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. But I didn't even scratch the surface, boys and girls. Uh, maybe you can have me back on sometime. We sure appreciate you and what you do and all of the good works that the Misfits or Jesus are doing. And God bless you. You have yourself a blessed night. Hey, great to hear from you too, man. Don't be a stranger. Come and see us sometime. Later, bro. Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, big fan? Come on. 
Well, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown, come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. It was the dark of the moon on the 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pigpen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer down. Cause we are 